Welcome to Australian Hiker, your online hiking resource. We're your hosts, Tim and Jill Savage. This is episode 151 of the Australian Hiker podcast. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about stepping back out again. The coronavirus pandemic has been with us for around just over three months, and the severity and the impact has been widespread. Here in Australia, the states and the territories went into various stages of lockdown um, fairly early on, and the ability to travel and hike was greatly curtailed. And for some of us, it was pretty much non-existent. It's now mid-June 2020, and at long last, the restrictions are easing, seemingly at a rapid rate. Pending a second wave of the virus, the ability to travel while not yet back to normal has been greatly relaxed, and we can now travel further afield and do some longer and more complex hiking. In episode 145, we discussed things we could do when we couldn't hike for whatever reason, but now that we can start hiking again, what should we be doing to get out and about? For Jill and I, we had a carefully planned annual schedule of hikes that was thrown into disarray with both the summer fires and the pandemic. And while we've been doing some regular hikes close to home and walking and becoming friendly with our neighbourhood again, we are now planning on getting back out into the real wide world, doing hikes further afield. In today's episode, we're going to discuss things to consider as you get back into some more serious hiking to ensure that you enjoy yourself and stay safe. We hope you enjoy. Now, this one is going to be a reasonably short set of episode, but we just wanted to go through and discuss the critical things or some of the things we need to consider uh, now that we are able to get back out on the trail again. And, and this has been put um, firmly in our minds over the last four to five weeks as we've started to go a bit further afield uh, and come across issues that we hadn't had to consider in the past. Yeah, and I think, you know, some of it will be a bit of a reminder and there are some new things in here too. Uh, We do need to stay mindful of coronavirus and a possible second wave, perhaps even a likely second wave, given what's happening overseas. So, It's time to, yes, get out, but also do it in a mindful way. Now, the first thing we want to look at is us as hikers. Uh, Now, for for many of us, uh, I've been working at home for just on around about 10 weeks now. Um, I've uh, only just started to go back to the gym over the last couple of weeks, uh, and that's actually had an impact on me in, in a number of different ways. First up, I've put on some weight, and I'm now the heaviest that I've ever been in my entire life. Uh-huh. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, but, it's but called I, the corona skin, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Um, and, yeah, I, I, thankfully I'm not the unfittest I've ever been, but being as heavy as I am does impact on what I can and can't do when hiking. It is so much easier for me to hike, and, and this goes for anyone really, uh, when you're not carrying extra weight. Well, you're carrying a weight that you're comfortable with, I think, is is probably the point, and you're not comfortable with the weight. So my ideal weight for hiking is around about 93 kilos. I know this from over a number of years 
of hiking and I know what's comfortable uh, and what's ideal. Um, so, you know, before I start my next long distance hike, I need to lose around about 10 to 11 kilos. Uh, and while I've still got five months to go, that's a fair bit of weight to lose in that period. So I'm going to have to be fairly focused to, to shift most of that weight off. Now, for most of us, I think you know, everyone's put a bit of weight on. Um, and I think as part of that, the fitness has gone a bit as well. So a lot of people are out and about walking, um, but there's also a percentage of the population that hasn't, for whatever reason, had a chance to get out and about, and the fitness levels aren't good. So um, getting fit again to start doing some of the longer hikes, particularly as we start getting into the warmer weather in a few months' time, uh, is probably something that's worthwhile looking at. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, we've talked about this in the past about having a, a, the right mix of cardio fitness and uh, weight-bearing fitness for you, um, whatever that means. And, uh, you know, most people will have a, a bit of a sense of that. But uh, sometimes when all you can do is a walk around the neighbourhood, you might not even be getting your cardio fitness up because <laughs> you're not walking fast enough or for long enough. And, uh, you know, you're certainly not carrying that pack around uh, as you would normally do? From my perspective, I am planning on doing a long-distance hike in November of this year, all things being given equal. It's the Australian Alps walking track, um, but I've got to wait to see with two sections are going to be open from the summertime bushfires, otherwise I may be doing something else. But Otherwise you would be doing something else. Uh, yeah, I something. definitely will be doing something <laughs> else. So, yeah, from my perspective, I started training uh, in mid-March just as we went to lockdown. And for me, that was uh, a walk around the neighbourhood, but it was a five-kilometre walk around the neighbourhood. And I'm doing that almost every day of the week. Uh, I haven't started doing pack training yet, uh, but I've been doing enough walking on a regular basis. So I'm, I'm walking at least... 30 kilometres a week uh, just on my, my neighbourhood walks on top of just normal walking around the place as well. So um, I think for a lot of people, if you've been a bit in hibernation mode, maybe it's time to start getting out and doing some regular walking uh, just to get yourself fit. Yeah, and I think you need to add to that some training hikes as well. So, um, you know, don't run into multi-day hikes um, straight away. Uh, do some day-long hikes, maybe do some overnight hikes, um, practice carrying your, your your pack and your kit uh, just so that you're building up to it and, you know, there's the potential for uh, not just ex- exhaustion but uh, also strain on your body as well if you, you, you go too, too fast too soon. And if you haven't been able to get out bush or haven't been able to do more than sort of walk around the block, and, and some states have been very stringent about how far you can actually go from a home, um, you know, it's time to start at least starting off with some shorter hikes uh, just to see what your fitness is like and build up from there. Yeah, now we did talk about, as I said in episode 145, about looking at your gear, making sure it's all in good nick, make sure it's clean and, and, and works well. But this is probably one of the things that hikers don't do well at, um, and it's, it's not unusual for things to break on the trail. And I've seen this on a, a number of different hikes I've done where things have been wearing uh, and have been close to the end of their life and people have been pushing the friendship a bit and you know, things have sort of fallen apart on the trail. So 
Go through and have a look at your gear. Make sure you've got everything you need. Make sure it all works, so that it hasn't perished because it's been sitting in the cupboard for a couple of years. Uh, and if it needs a or bit, at least a couple of months. Well, at least a couple of months <laughs> as well. Uh, and make sure it's 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 all in good nick. It's it's in good condition. It's working and it's working how you want it to. Yeah, and I think just on that, um, some, sometimes your gear looks okay, um, but you know that little bit of a tug while you're on a trail um, can break something. So you know it is not just about looking at it. It's a it is about tugging at it, touching it pulling at it to see what happens. And uh, sometimes we're a bit sensitive about doing that because we don't want to break it. it. But it's better to break it when you're at home than it is to break it when you're out on the trail. And this probably brings up something which we do talk about on a regular basis is doing a shakedown hike. Now, normally a shakedown hike, for those that aren't familiar with it, is basically testing you and your equipment in a realistic uh, situation. Now, you don't need to go on a 30-kilometre hike to do this. It might be a matter of just doing a 5-kilometre hike. Load your pack up on with what you'd normally take on an overnight hike. Um, make sure everything fits. Make sure it works. Go and test it out in, a, in an easy environment, even if you end up walking around the block four times and camping in your backyard <laughs> um, uh, and, and finding out that your sleeping mat is as flat as a tack and it won't inflate or that um, uh, your gas stove doesn't work that well. So there's some problem you're not aware of uh, and that your gear fits and is comfortable and it works within the pack. Uh, And this is what uh, shakedown hikes are for. Normally we go through and say uh, if it's been a while or you're about to go on a big hike, load everything up and test it before you go. But in this situation, if it's been a number of, of weeks or even months that you've gone through and hiked, um, go through and do a hike with everything you're likely to carry and see how it works, uh, just to make sure that it does actually work the way you think it will. Yeah, and remember if you don't have a backyard, camp out on your balcony. If you don't have a balcony, camp out in your lounge room, but don't start your, your stove, just, just saying. And that might be taking it a bit yeah. too far doing that inside. Now, given that we're talking about uh, an environment where hy- the, the importance of hygiene has become so much in- more important over the last couple of months, uh, is look at what you can do to stay clean on the trail. So we have always carried hand sanitizer on a, on a hike, uh, and a number of years ago we used to carry wet wipes. We've now changed that over. Uh, to something a bit uh, a bit more environmentally friendly, but even even the wet wipes wipes are fine. Something to wash and clean your hands after you've been to the toilet. One of the most common forms of uh, gastric distress while you're on the trail is poor hygiene. Uh, you know, you're you're in an environment, you're leaning on rocks that are covered in dirt, that are covered in uh, uh, kangaroo poo and all sorts of other animals that are using the environment. So it is, it's equally important to wash your hands, whether it be um, not really, it's not really easy to use soap and water in a, in a bushwalking environment, but you can certainly use hand sanitizer to keep ourselves nice and clean. Yeah, and I would say, you know, we've all learned the importance of uh, keeping our hands clean now and uh, not touching our faces and, and doing all that good stuff. Um, same applies on the trail. Um, 
clean your hands perhaps more often than you would normally. And uh, you might think, oh, well, I'm away from everybody else. But I think there's also a little bit of potential of uh, um, immunity uh, diminishing, having been locked away and not being exposed to too many people or too many grubby things. So, you know, it might not at this stage be just about coronavirus. It might be just general bugs that you're keeping yourself uh, safe from. And that leads us into being COVID safe. And this is this is the big thing that's being pushed in all the media at the moment. Uh, it's tied in with hygiene, but it's also tied in with other things as well. So from a hygiene perspective and from a, a COVID safe perspective, one of the things you don't want to do or one of the things you want to be careful about is sharing food. And by sharing food, we're talking about bulk type food. So don't have a plastic bag or whatever else it is you're storing your food in with a a bag of raisins and nuts and offer it to somebody else. Um, If they haven't washed their hands properly or cleaned their hands properly, they can potentially pass bugs onto you. Or if you haven't been washing yourself your hands properly, you can potentially pass bugs onto them. So things like trail mix or shared food where you put your hand into somebody else's bag of food, like a bag of chips, is not really a good thing to go through and do. If you're going to do that, pour the food out into their hands. Don't let them put their hands in the bags. The other thing we're very much aware of is social distancing, and the recommendation is Australia is, uh, is to keep at least 1.5 metres distance apart. And, and this was something that came as a bit of a surprise to us uh, probably around about three or four weeks ago. Uh, we're in Canberra in the Australian Capital Territory, uh, and we were pretty lucky that we could pretty much travel anywhere within the Territory, providing we social distance. We weren't limited uh, travelling from a certain distance from home, uh, as long as we stayed within the ACT. Uh, but for us, that means we had quite a lot of hikes that were accessible. But we, we recently went on a, a hike as the restrictions started to lift across the rest of Australia and we were walking up the hill, we were keeping our distance from other hikers and walking down the hill, and this was on a management road, there was a group of five hikers travelling side by side, walking up the hill uh, and for us to keep our social distance from them, we had to basically walk off the road to actually uh, uh, keep our distance. I think the annoying thing was they didn't notice. (laughs) So they didn't notice we were, you know, in the dirt. Well, it's all the dirt, but, uh, you know, in the rough part um, on the side of the road um, and, you know, they were still running their conversation five abreast and uh, we just thought, wow, you know, thanks. (laughs) It wasn't the first time either, so, Yeah. yeah. And this, this may well have been a family and it would have been fine for them, but again, from our perspective... No, they were young adults, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, let's just put it out there. I'm sorry. So we were conscious about keeping our distance from other people, um, and but not everyone else is. And, and it has surprised me that when I have been walking, um, there are walks that I won't do at certain times of the day because people are just so oblivious to keeping their distance. I'd rather just go somewhere else or go at five o'clock in the morning, which I often do when there's less people around. So remember, be conscious of of what you're doing and how close you're getting to people. If you're doing organised hikes, that in itself is fine. But remember to keep your distance between each other and, and you know and, and keep yourself safe and healthy. Yeah, and it's it's a bit different if you you know, you're living with the person or their close family. 
um, that you've, you know, seen often. Um, but even with our um, close family, we, we're, we're not yet ready to do the hug of people who are not living with us. So, um, you know, and partly that's about uh, guiding the kids into uh, keeping their distance so that they know that uh, that's something they need to be mindful of. But even even still, you know, the the we're not quite doing the elbow rub, but uh, you know, the 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 knuckle touch is the some is the thing that we're doing with our kids at the moment. Now, leading on from that again is first aid. So, when was the last time you checked your first aid gear? And again, this is something that I think most people are really bad with: is when was the last time you you checked your first aid kit? Well, you do check your first aid kit, but that's to steal a band aid or to, you know, take take the painkillers out or and do, you know, have them for another purpose or whatever. But often we never go back and. And top it up. No, and that's it. So, I mean, really, if you're, uh, unless you're going on a, on a very, very short hike, right, you know, close to home, uh, typically, you know, it, we always carry a first aid kit with us. Uh, and I do check on a very regular basis that what's in there is what's supposed to be in there. Uh, particularly on the long distance hikes, uh, I go through it with a fine tooth comb. Uh, and however unlikely I am to use it, I'd rather know that I've got it just to be on the safe side. So the other thing to look at is skills. You know, when was the last time you checked your navigation skills, your map reading? You know, do you know how to do resuscitation if you're going into remote areas? Um, so I used to be a first aid instructor, but that's been a number of years. I still go through and do a regular update on my first aid skills, um, particularly because I do a lot of solo hiking and Typically, I'm probably the one I'm going to have to be looking after uh, because I'll be by myself or if we're hiking together with Jill and I, it's going to be the two of us that are going to have to look after each other. Well, when you're by yourself, that's probably okay as long as you don't knock yourself out, isn't it, really? <laughs> you don't. <laughs> it's a bit hard to look after yourself then. It is. Um, planning. Um, now, again, it's probably been a while since you've been out and about and if you are going remote, and I know – Looking at some of the social media streams, a lot of people are getting out into remote areas um, and it's it's time to remember that you need to let people know where you're going. There's been a number of instances over the last few weeks, mainly with younger kids that have gotten lost in remote areas or, or in bushland, uh, but letting people know where you're going, uh, letting them know when you'll be back. Um, these are all things that we may have forgotten to do over the last three months that we need to consider again. Well, we didn't go anywhere. <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't. Um, and again, as part of this planning, even though we've talked about it already, how are you going to manage the social distance? So if you are going with a group of friends, it's probably worthwhile having that discussion rather than assuming that, okay, yeah, everyone's aware of what they need to do. Um, you know, if you're going to be walking along a trail, you may have to say to people, look, just remember to keep a couple of metres apart. Uh, because it's so easy to fall back into the habit of being on top of people, uh, which is not a good thing if you're walking someone with hiking poles. You'll end up getting stabbed uh, if, you're, if you're walking too close behind them. Um, but, yeah, it's certainly... Well, maybe that's the way to keep people away from you. you, you you're a bit wayward with your hiking poles. Uh, yeah, which is what Jules <laughs> likes. So I've got to be really I know. Close. <laughs> that, I, I was going to say that about you. <laughs> like a praying mantis. <laughs> So these are all things that um, you do need to think about now that we're 
free to go back out into the world again. Uh, now, again, we the restrictions are going to be with us for a while to some extent or another. I think we're still it's still going to be recommended to keep social distancing probably until we have a vaccine, uh, which may be many, many, many months away. Um, so we just need to be conscious and focused about what we're doing uh, and making sure that we, we, we have everything in our minds uh, about what we need to do to get back out bush safely. Yeah, and be mindful of the changing conditions in your local area and also the area that you're, you're travelling to. Now, as one final comment on this, um, it would be really interesting from our perspective to hear what people are actually doing or if they've changed the way they hike, given that, A, they haven't been hiking for a few months and also that now that we have to be conscious about social distancing. So um, if you go to our Facebook page, um, there we'll have a post for this podcast um, uh, the day after it's released asking people what they're doing uh, to that is different than what they've done in the past, uh, just to see what, what is actually happening in the real world. For Jill and I, one of the things, as we mentioned at the start of this podcast, we had a really well set out series of hikes and podcasts, uh, all the first six months of the year and between the uh, the fires and the pandemic uh, it really created havoc with our uh, uh, our scheduled uh, outline so now that we are able to get out and about we're hoping to do some longer hikes uh, and some overnight hikes which we'll be going through and reporting podcasts on in the coming months uh, so uh, we have definitely been relying on more interviews than we normally would, uh, only because it's a bit easier to talk to people by Skype or by phone uh, than, uh, than it normally would be by getting out and talking to people. Yeah, we've been living vicariously through others, <laughs> as I'm sure many others out there have been doing likewise. So, Okay, we hope this has been a bit of a, a prompt for people to have a think about what's going on. Um, now, if you have the opportunity, please go through and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your podcast listening service of choice. That's all for this week's episode. Bye for now. And bye from me.